Bibi Fahodier, welcome to the African Liberation Media Podcast. Media solely focused on the liberation and empowerment of African people. I'm your host, Gullah Jack, aka Russell Swilly. Let's get to it. A Bibi Fahodier, this is Gullah Jack, aka Russell Swilly. I'm sitting here with brothers, Macaroo and brothers. Almost. So much to do, so little time. We've been discussing prior to the show bioweapons, wet markets, the pursuit of perhaps fame and fortune through the crossing of various viruses, bovine and simian viruses. Why? Why? Currently, we're living under a pandemic. This is the African Liberation Media. The day's date is March 15th, 2020, or 6260. Gentlemen, take it wherever you want to take it. A BB for Hodie Gullah Jack, Baba Makaru, and the African family out there. Today we're going to discuss the coronavirus. There's a lot of questions that have been asked back in December uh, when it started to really blow up in China or in Asia, we immediately thought that this could be some type of bioweapon that was created as a weapon against the Chinese. Um, we didn't know, we didn't have evidence at the time uh, to present to you to actually state that as a fact, but we said that you know there needs to be more research done in this area to determine if this is the case, if this is a bioweapon of some sort. And since then, um, many events have, have occurred. As you know, over 125,000 people have been affected, infected, I should say, with the coronavirus. And over 4,200 deaths worldwide uh, and counting. So recently, over the past couple of weeks, this virus has started to take off in the United States. And I think here in the United States, uh, I think we're up to a little over 2,500 reported cases of people being infected. And we say reported because there are many people who haven't been tested and uh, there are not enough tests for everybody. This is something that they're trying to currently work out uh, with the government funding. But when we look at the reasons, I should say, or the causes of this virus, some people believe that this, this is a natural occurrence. Um, Vox put out a documentary, a short film, trying to explain why these viruses come <coughs> out of Asia. And their premise was that because of the Asian wet markets, which if you don't know what a wet market is, it is a market where they sell all different types of meat. So you have these markets not only in Asia, but also in Africa. And much of the meat is meat that we normally would not eat here in the United States. Okay, you may go in the wet market, you may see octopus, you may see snakes, you know, you may see lizards, uh, you may see bats, and other types of wildlife that are being sold in the wet market. So the premise of Vox and many other people who believe that this is a natural occurrence is that the coronavirus, which exists inside of mammals and 
bats, or excuse me, birds and bats, they believe that this virus transferred over to another mammal in the wet market due to the various fluids and things that are exchanged from the animals being <coughs> caged up, stacked on top of each other. Um, they believe this is what caused the virus to then be transferred into that mammal and then ultimately transferred over to humans and then spread out. And that could be a plausible explanation. The only issue with that explanation is is that there's also evidence that shows that this is a engineered virus, I should say, by scientists. And if you remember when we talked to Brother T. Westman, he was on the program a couple of weeks ago, and we posed a question to him about his thoughts on the coronavirus. And one of the things that he said was, well, we need to wait and see what the Chinese government has to say about this virus. Well, the foreign ministry spokesman, Zhao Lijian, this past Thursday, made some remarks about where he thinks the coronavirus came from. And he specifically stated that the United States Army brought the coronavirus to China last October. So in Asia, they in Wuhan, they had, um, it was a sporting event that took place back in October and the, the United States military was in Wuhan and he came out boldly and stated this. Now, one thing you have to know about China and the Communist Party is people don't speak loosely. They don't come out and just say what's on their mind like people do here in America because over there, you can get executed. If you represent the government and you make a statement that that's not that has not been approved. So for him to come out and make this statement, it means that the rest of the, the, the government has to be leaning towards this same conclusion that the coronavirus was brought to Wuhan and did not originate there. On the other hand, you have other countries who are also making statements similar to this. You have military experts in Russia who have made statements specifically stating that the coronavirus um, is a bioweapon that was created by the United States. Uh, Igor Nikulin, who was the UN, former UN expert and Russian biologist, has stated that the coronavirus is a biological weapon used by the United States and global government to reduce the world's population. Also, Iran has the same sentiment that this is a virus that was created as a bioweapon and engineered specifically to target specific ethnic groups. Now, if we go back to 1999, uh, it was George Tennant who was the director, the former director of the CIA or Central Intelligence. And at the time, Bill Clinton was president. 
one of the things that they wanted to accomplish was creating a pathogen that they can use to kill people, but that it would only specifically target certain races. So this is something that they've been working on for a long time, creating these type of viruses. And they have a history. We can go back through the long history, but many people already know this history of them using biochemical warfare against people. Um, going all the way back to the Native Americans. So when we look at the coronavirus or what people are calling COVID-19, this is a replication of the severe acute respiratory syndrome from 2003 that was called SARS. People are labeling this SARS coronavirus 2. And at the time when SARS came out, at that moment, it only killed 700 people and it stayed within Asia. Whereas this version of the coronavirus made its way to Europe and all around the world. And this is something that I personally believe backfired on the U.S., who were the engineers of this virus, because they believed that this would go into Asia, it would destabilize the Asian economy, it would then give them leverage or the upper hand on negotiating a trade deal, which we know there's been trade wars that have been going on for pretty much the past three years between China and the United States. And also, by destabilizing the Chinese economy and creating fear, they would be able to then promote the idea to American businesses that China is not a stable place to have your corporation. So this is why we need to bring jobs back home to America so we're not dependent upon the Asian economy. Those factors could have been the motivation. And then we also know that people like Bill Gates, who has the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, who works to create vaccines. And as he has stated, one of the purposes for doing so is to depopulate the planet. And people have pointed to patents that have been put on strands of coronavirus and other illnesses so that they can have the patent to create the vaccines and be able to corner the market on giving out the vaccines and making billions of dollars off of doing this while also making you sick from these vaccines and potentially killing you. So that's another plausibility that they wanted to create this hysterical or this hysteria or this fear around the world so that they can further promote a worldwide vaccine because you can bet everything that once they make an announcement that we have a vaccine, all of the countries around the world are going to be moving to get people in their country to take the vaccine. So what what we're faced with now and the third part of, of this before I pass it on to Baba Makaru is not only are we dealing with biological warfare, but we're dealing with a cold war, so to speak, because 
Mike Pompeo came out this week after Zal Legion made his statements. Mike Pompeo came out and started to use the term the Wuhan virus. He tried to create a brand that would pretty much peg this virus to Asia in the minds of people around the world. And the reason why I believe he did that is because they felt the pressure of not just China calling them out for this virus, but also other countries calling them out. And the devastation that this virus has done on other people's economies, on a loss of life in other countries, if it did come out that the United States did create this virus, then we could see a potential war that could come from this and you would have multiple countries that would all be targeting and working together against the United States at the same time. Interesting uh, to your point, brother. You know, it's been said as it relates to power. Uh, probably Dr. Wilson, the venerable Dr. Wilson, the ultimate power of empire is to control the narrative, define reality, and have the victims accept that reality as if it were their own. You know, that statement is definitely applicable given uh, the history of the U.S. and the propensity to demonize the cultural other. Uh, we've seen that, and we can apply it just about to every venue. But uh, Brother McElroy, I know you got something to say. <laughs> well... <laughs> be honest with you, I don't know what to say because, you know, there's so much information out there, information, misinformation, conspiracy theories, and I think in a lot of things that people have said that you can find, you know, kernels of truth, uh, you know, I have, to, I have to think critically when I hear these things. You know, I, I, I actually was in a conversation, an internet conversation with a guy that was that had um, used the article that was in, I think, Global Research. I can't remember the guy, the author of the article, but he was the one who, well before the Chinese government came out with their uh, statement this week about this um, virus being linked to the uh, world military games that actually took place in Wuhan, China, uh, back in October of uh, 2019, I think uh, the last uh, week or last two weeks, I think they ended on October 27th of 20, 2019. There were 9,308 athletes from 110 countries, including 172 athletes from the from the United States participated. Uh, you know, in these uh, in in these world military games, and now I, ha I haven't read the statement from the Chinese uh, government. I don't know how this official linked it, but the guy that wrote the article in Global Research said that, and he he's doing a lot of um, uh, you know theoretical uh, you know hypothesis uh, orientated uh, thinking. He said that. He believed that the virus had somehow gotten out of 
a lab, maybe at Fort Detrick, Maryland or somewhere, um, and had contaminated these athletes, these uh, military athletes who went to China and participated in these games in October. And these athletes, uh, he said, perhaps they walked through the Wuhan market and infected people there. Now that that was his theory. Now I I don't know what the what the uh, Chinese official what is what his official statement was if he's if he's following the same line of thinking as this particular author. But just in terms of in terms of how that may have happened if if there if these guys now his theory is that it that that uh, it was an accident that that they were working on this uh, particular bio weapon, which I don't think is any doubt. I don't think anybody has any doubt that the United States deals in the area of bio weapons and that they use experiments. I remember the the spring of the black community in St. Louis. I think it was in the 1950s. Uh, the housing development there in, in St. Louis. I'll have to look it up to come back and give you the details of that. And people winding up with all types of cancers and whatnot. But they saw these planes flying over this community and just spraying, you know. Um, so this actually happened. But just from from uh, a standpoint of just the way I think is that if it was if it was an accident, if it was an accident, then one would have expected that perhaps some of the other U.S. athletes would have also been affected, infected. And if they if they were, if they if they came back, if they came back from China and they were sick, then did the government quarantine them and treat them? And just waited to see, you know, if this uh, coronavirus would explode in China. I mean, in, anything is possible. But, you know, they were competing against, like you said, there were, there were 9,000, over 9,000 athletes there from 110 countries. And, you know, depending on, I mean, if they, if these athletes were contagious, you would, you would think that, and I don't know what the incubation you know, period might have been because I think it first appeared in China. Was it in November or December when it first appeared that, or when they first admitted it, that, that was it in December of 2019? December. Okay. So uh, these Americans left Wuhan in uh, on October the 27th or somewhere in that time frame. And then uh, about a, a little over uh you know, a month, uh, six weeks later, you know, the disease, the disease appears, you know, in this, in, uh, in this particular location in China. Um, just, okay. If, if, if you think about the way this disease spreads for provided that they, that they knew what happened and let, let's say they knew what happened and, and they, and they did in fact quarantine these guys and, and it, and they didn't infect anybody else. Uh, and they kept the whole thing a secret. I mean, you know, that's possible. That's possible. Uh, but you look at uh, the situation with the NBA with Rudy Gobert. Uh, he has infected 
at least one of his other teammates, or maybe he and his teammate Donovan Mitchell got infected at the same time. Um, so you would think that the people that were in close quarters with these guys would have been affected more so than people they came in contact with if they walked through the market. I mean, if that's uh, if that's where that's where it all went. Now, if, on the other hand, if they they went through there and dumped some kind of vials or something on some of the animals that were being slaughtered. I mean, it's, it's the whole thing is crazy. You know, I do, I do. You know, we watched the we watched the sixty minutes Australia report last night, and the guy that was that, that was considered to be the leading expert and the guy that helped China win the battle against uh, SARS, uh, Doctor Leon. You know, he said that SARS started, he said SARS started in a wet market. China closed the wet markets down. And that's how they got the disease under control. And the reason, uh, you know, this disease popped up, according to him, is because China reopened these, these wet markets. Apparently, you have these elites in China that have these beliefs that uh, animals that are on the verge of going extinct, extinct provide them with, uh, you know, some kind of selective uh, taste or some kind of, um, or they have some kind of medicinal purposes or they Im- Im- improve their uh, sexual prowess or whatever. And that's why these animals like the, the pangolin, pangolin of China, the rhinoceros, and, uh, are going extinct because, you know, these guys... Um, you know they 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 have this desire, and apparently the Chinese government allows allows you know they they're trying to satisfy these elites, so they allow these things to happen. Um, I don't know. I mean, my, to, only, my only question about the the wet markets is there's a case of the flu every year because of it coming from pigs and. People over here eat pigs, and you know somehow meat get, gets in te- contaminated, goes to human, mm-hmm. and, 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 and from it, birds also. Yeah, but it's like between SARS and coronavirus uh, nineteen, you almost have a seventeen year gap. Even though the wet markets have been open for a long time since they lifted the ban, mm-hmm. so. You would think that if these conditions exist, there would be something yearly that would be taking place that would be infecting the people if it was just a natural occurrence. Well, yeah, I think that's possible, but, but, you know what? So you got like you have all of these different types of animals that have different viruses, and you know, who knows what particular sequence of animals infecting other animals occurred and you know what I mean what would be the odds of that for example like I mean let's say you know a bat has to infect a a snake that has to infect a a meerkat or you know I mean it 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 could it could be a thing where it's 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 just a, a very unique sequence of infections 
transferring from one animal to another. It, it could be, but 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 see, but the only thing only thing about um, the fact that both SARS and uh, COVID nineteen, so they say, if they started in wet markets in China. There are, as the uh, 60 Minutes uh, Australia report, they went to a wet market that's open right now in Thailand. And they say that these wet markets exist. They, they, they're in Vietnam. They're in Cambodia. They're in Laos. They're in uh, Thailand. They're in... Um, I've, been, Ma- I've been to one in Zanzibar. Okay, you you and, yeah, and they got them. I mean, they have them in uh, some they, West African countries. They too. have them in West, and as as a, as a matter of fact, they when the the, the Ebola outbreak um, that took place in West Africa in in 2014, and I think then there was another one in 2016. A lot of people uh, uh, tried to link that also to to bats. And to the eating of bush meat, where you know where these these uh, wild animals are slaughtered right there on the market, you know for sale, and uh, and so they said in uh, that they definitely they said that the Ebola outbreak in Guinea in uh, 2014, uh, I think it was 2014, it might have been 2016. It had two separate outbreaks that it was definitely linked to a to a wet market, you know and. Like I said, this is way beyond you know my ability to even <laughs> even even comprehend. And all I can do is just give like uh, uh, Joe Blow's position. You know, Joe Blow standing on the corner of uh, West Boulevard and Remount Road, scratching his head, saying, "You know, what the heck is this?" And so <laughs> that's kind of the perspective that I'm coming from. But I'm saying that what I'm saying is that I can't I can't rule I can't rule out either because it just could be that. Let's say let's say that in order for this to happen, you needed uh, unique viruses from five different animals, and it just so happened that those animals were stacked in cages on top of one another at this particular market, and they may not have had that particular sequence somewhere else. But the but 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 the 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 thing that that really makes you wonder is why China. And not Laos or Cambodia or Vietnam, you know, or Thailand. Why? Why China? And so I, I can see, I can see the 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 the, the, the bioweapon, uh, you know, aspect. And but you know why? Why they why they thought that maybe they had run some kind of a test uh, using Chinese DNA and said. Oh, based on the Chinese DNA, it will only affect them. It will only infect them and nobody else. I mean, <laughs> you, you never know what these mad scientists are thinking, but the but the bottom line is this. Whatever the cause of it is, right now, it could have a devastating impact on the aging white population of this planet. It could have an absolutely devastating impact uh, because, you know, the white population is generally an older population. This is a respiratory virus, and it, like the flu, primarily, you know, the, the primarily people who will die from this will be older people. And 
you know, this could be one of the reasons why. I mean, some people are saying maybe the climate or whatever, but that but that the median age in Africa is nineteen point seven years. In most European countries, is between forty and forty-five years. Uh, Pew Research did a study. They they do a unique study of ethnic groups based on the uh, census. And the 2019 study, what what they do is they look at the ages of of all ethnic groups between one and whatever, a hundred, let's say. Most of all the ages in the United States, most white people in the United States in 2019 were age 58. Now, they said that the average for black people and Hispanics was 27. But when they, I, I, I didn't read the report they did in 2019. I just, I just picked that little nugget out of it. But when they did the report in 2015, more white people were age 55. So you can see that the white age is increasing. Most black people in 2015 in the United States were age 24. Most Hispanics were age eight. So the white population is dying and it looks like the Hispanic population is eventually going to take over. But, you know, but, 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 but what they have done, if, if, if this was a biological weapon that was specifically targeted, if that was the purpose of it, if it was specifically targeted, they thought they could specifically target uh, people in China. It has backfired. It has backfired. And, you know, one of the, one of the reports that we're, uh, we're seeing now is that um, when uh, de- depending on the state of your immune system. Now, now I'm an elder, right? My, my immune system is subject to the rigors of aging. So I have to do a whole lot of things to try to stay healthy. And by the grace of God, you know, and the, the, the decisions I've made about, you know, things to do, you know, I rarely even catch a cold. You know, I, I I don't take flu shots and those kinds of things. I mean, I I rely on, I rely on other things and whatnot. But but if if they said that for people who uh, have you know weakened immune systems, they have to put them they have to put them on ventilators to help them breathe. And they said in Italy they have to make a choice between whether they want to keep old people alive, whether they gonna use the ventilators on older people or young people. And they made them. They said the same thing uh, in Australia, because we don't have enough ventilators. Now they, you know, they, they, the United States has plenty of bombs, but they don't have. They, but they don't have enough ventilators. But if they if they if they release it as a bioweapon, then it's it's it, it's killing you know th- their own people. So they have met the enemy, and it is themselves. But the other thing is that it could be it could be that since it's not fatal for, you know, most of the young people to get it, the game could be we're going to create a vaccine and we're going to try to convince people around the world, particularly uh, people that have younger populations, that would be Africa, to take this vaccine. And they, and they, they could, you know, uh, uh, Gullah Jack and I, we watched um, – Dr. Uh, Mumba Saraki last night, and one of the things she was saying was that 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 
Bill Gates and those would probably try to get Africans to take this vaccine and the vaccine would probably wind up sterilizing a lot of people. Because we know that one, one of Bill Gates' priorities over the past 10 years has been reducing the population of Africa. Mm-hmm. This is a stated, this is a, he, he doesn't even di- try to hide this fact that, that he wants to do that. So how, so how, would, how would you make people do this? Which uh, Dr. Siraki said one of the things they could do was they, say, they would say, you can't fly from country to country if you haven't been vaccinated. You can't even get on a plane. So, but it would be up to African governments to say, look, man, this doesn't affect, you know, it's, it's not, a, we're not taking this, this vaccine. Uh, you know, so it could, it could be something that's designed to like make up, you know, we need to check these uh, portfolios, these stock portfolios to see how many of these people got uh, investments in a uh, big farmer, because, you know, that could be, that could be where it's going. I, you know, I don't know. Well, I want to read a statement that, the Russian biologist and former UN expert Igor Nikulin stated on an interview on Russian Today. Um, he said, I know that a few years ago there was a strange epidemic in Madagascar. He said it was not in Africa. It was a pneumonic plague, which is a horrible thing. This epidemic killed only the locals, where it did not harm European tourists and not even the yellow race. Mm. There is also, of course, weapons such as Ebola, avian influenza, and the coronavirus that is currently affecting mostly Chinese and other Asian peoples. Such weapons exist in 1999. The Americans started a project, the head of the CIA at the time, George Tenet, and President Clinton said that they would produce pathogenic agents that would affect certain races but not others. 20 years have passed and the time for field experiments has come. It seems that the planet Earth has been turned into a testing ground It'll go even further, or excuse me, I'll go even further and say that the Anglo-Saxon countries have issued a biological warning to all non-English speaking countries. Either you live according to the laws we impose on you or you will not live on this planet. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think that, um, who is it? The project for the new, um, new American century, um, the so-called neocons that that uh, pushed George Bush into uh, the war in Iraq, they were pushing Bush to do the same thing in uh, in in two thousand two thousand two two thousand three uh, in 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 that time frame. I, I saw an article about that uh, the other day that these uh, that the neocons were were telling telling Bush. That uh, you know that, that we really need to work on this, and supposedly it was being worked on something, uh, some type of uh, of a genetic specific w- uh, weapon. So yeah, I mean that's uh, th- I don't think there's any doubt. And then another thing that has been floating around on social media is this idea of the five G network somehow causing health problems in people that would make you more susceptible to respiratory diseases such as the coronavirus. And they point to Wuhan being one of the test cities in Asia where the 5G network was launched. But the reason I don't really buy this is because you currently have 5G networks 
in multiple countries around the world in some countries where coronavirus is not even affecting many people at all so some of the things or some of the the theories that are that are being floated around um to me i wouldn't necessarily subscribe to those but i will say that i do lean more towards this being a bioweapon than a natural occurrence not saying that it could not have occurred naturally but it seems that the way that the dominoes are lining up there was plenty enough reason for or enough motive for the u.s and possibly israel to use a bioweapon like this against the chinese mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and you know israel has According to this uh, Corona dashboard, has 193 cases, but no, no fatalities. But I mean, if you look at the countries around the world that have that are that are reporting cases of this, I mean, it's um, you know, it, it's 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 it, it's amazing. I mean, so and at one point, Israel was also trying to come up with a pathogen that would kill Palestinians and not them. Well, I mean, you know, they. They learned from a, who was it, Mingali? I mean, Spengler, what was the guy's name? The, the, uh, J- the, J- Joseph Mingala. The, the, mad, the mad Nazi doctor. Right. So they have. Uh, <laughs> they, they learned from him, right? They become perpetrators of the same type of atrocities that they have claimed to have been the victims of over the past 70 years or so. So, um, you know. Um, yeah, this is the African Liberation Media, and we will definitely stay on top of this thing and um, uh, convey to the listening audience breakthrough information as it is revealed to us. Yeah, I mean, you you have, I mean, you you, you do have some some amazing things that are being said. Uh, uh, you know, Dr. Brian Monahan, the attending physician of Congress and the U.S. Supreme Court, said he expects 70 to 150 million people in the United States to become infected. NBC News reported on Wednesday. Uh, Mark Lipsick, professor of epidemiology at Harvard, said that he thinks 40 to 70 percent of the world's population could become infected and at least one percent of those will die so bioweapon natural it, whatever this is that they've created it's totally out of control now and this is one of the things that has you know the white power structure and you and you can you can hear it in the voices of their media personalities that are reporting this they are in shock because they don't know how to deal with this and 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 that's the primary thing that whites do when they don't know something they panic people have this idea of white invincibility for example with the american military or with the white power structure they have this idea of invincibility like it's impossible for these people to fall or they're too big to fall but that's one of their biggest weaknesses and strengths I would say is that because they operate in such a fear or anxiety mode it causes them to stay on top of everything to research everything so that they can try to be prepared for everything 
and they know their past, they know their history, so they know that it's almost like the person that has made it to the top by stealing from a lot of people, by killing a lot of people, you always have to watch your back because you know that at any time that somebody can come back and get you. And it's a strength in the sense that they prepare, but it's also a weakness in the sense that when they can't prepare, they panic. And when they panic, then you have them at a weak point where you can possibly go in and defeat them. And they have lost uh, a, a major portion of their opiate. I, you know, I've always said that, uh, you know, taken from uh, Marx's statement and, and updating it, I've always said that that entertainment is the opiate of the masses in the United States. And sports entertainment is one is 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 one of the major opiates, and that opiate has been taken away. I don't know, you know, will the fact that March Madness has been canceled lead to real madness? And right now, they said in Las Vegas, there's nothing to bet on. There's no sports betting going on. ESPN is showing reruns and. Uh, you look across the ticket at the bottom and, you know, they have nothing else to report. All of these talk shows uh, like, you know, Skip and Shannon and First Take, they have nothing to talk about. Brother, I can take it or leave it. And, uh, you know, the positive aspects of March Madness is that perhaps now, you know, we got many of our student athletes who buckled down and pursued an engineering degree. You know, <laughs> if they don't go into deep depression because, you know, especially the seniors at some of these schools like Dayton and San Diego State, you know, I mean, if they don't go into deep depression, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, maybe people will start reading books. But the most likely thing is that people will start doing what they did during the Great Depression. Uh-huh. They'll start self-medicating. That's most likely what that's most likely what will start happening because, once again. Entertainment provides a great distraction. To Go your, ahead, brother. To, to, Go to, ahead. to your point, brother, <laughs> it's like if you talk about the 1920s, Jack Dempsey, the Sultan of Swat, the Manasseh Mauler, that's when sports really reached its zenith uh, during the early part of the 20th century. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's definitely related to the uh, decline in the stock market, the crash of the economy, uh, the grapes of wrath. You know, I really hate to get off subject, but this was during the period when the state of Oklahoma made a concerted effort to elevate their sports programs because the state of Oklahoma had been so devastated by the dust storms. And out of that context, you had a uh, program called the Oklahoma Sooners under Bud Wilkinson shortly after that who rose to, uh, as uh, Al McGuire used to say, the apex, <laughs> the zenith in terms of football 
dominance. But 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 yeah. but but it was used to take people's minds off of. You can't even debate it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so absolutely. Okay. Now, so there's nothing there. You know that you 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 can't watch you know LeBron James. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know uh, you know Major League Soccer. Whoever whoever the stars are in that or. And high school sports is gone momentarily. Yeah, all, all nothing, nothing. All school yeah. sports. Uh, you know, my my grandson just started running track. He won the um, 110 hurdles uh, the other night and said, "That's our last meet." You know, is it, you know it, it's canceled and and it shouldn't be this way. But you know this from having been a high, a coach in high school. Sports provides a great motivation for a lot of these kids to even try to maintain minimal, the minimal GPA. Well, that was me, brother. A uh, great source of socialization, life skills, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Sports, glee club, and a whole litany of uh, school activities. Uh, you know, suffice it to say, kids are home now, and this is an additional stress on families. Who are already economically stressed? Yeah, I mean, what are these what are these single parents going to do? Uh, because you know the governor uh, shut down uh, all public schools and charter schools in North Carolina uh, starting uh, on Monday, and now, I mean, you look at the economics of this. Okay, you you got so many of our children that are dependent on a school lunch. Sometimes a school lunch is the is the only is is the is the only thing that they get. You know, only viable meal that they get. You know, and some of them get breakfast and lunch. Okay, that's that's gone. Okay, what do the parents do? They gotta go to work. Wh- who's gonna take care of the children? You know, the 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 schools provide daycare. Really, I mean, it's a necessity for for a lot of parents. And now, you know, that's gone. They don't have that. They're talking about, well, how, how are we going to keep the children educated? Well, how many of these low-income families even have access, you know, to to uh, computers and things where, you know, where they can, uh, you know, do the work online? You know, my uh, grandson, you know, just came home uh, because, you know, they shut down the uh, all of the universities in the North Carolina uh, uh, university system, moved their classes to online. And uh, so he came home, but he's stressing because he has a lab and he doesn't want to get an incomplete in his uh, agricultural lab. So, you know, all all of these kinds of things. But, but the point, the, the, but the point what I wanted to make was that, you know, with, without the opiate, Without the opiate to distract people, what happens? Now, you know, Brother Almost, we had a conversation earlier. He was saying that a lot of these people could turn towards, start looking for scapegoats and turn towards violence. A lot of them could turn and say, okay, you know, you know, it, it, I, I, already, you know, we, we hear reports about a lot of, uh, you know, discrimination against, you know, people from China and whatnot because they because they you know they putting the blame on them. But, you know, we know ultimately in this country, everything was eventually lands at the feet of people of African descent. So 
the, the opiate is gone. These jokers can't get their drug. And you know, and 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 so what happens? I mean, there's just so there's so many implications of this. Mm-hmm. You know, I see um, Nike. You know, did an ethical thing. They said they were shutting their stores down, but they're gonna continue to pay their employees. What about the people who are working hourly that are dependent on jobs that are being shut down? Well, they're supposed to be getting some type of relief from the government small businesses and other businesses to be to pay people sick sick leave and um have they passed that bill or is it something that's being discussed i think that it was being discussed and it's supposed to go before uh congress but everything i've been reading is saying congress is going to pass it but um i mean this is one of the reasons why you have to prepare and you know i i shouldn't see uh, a parent with an iPhone, a thousand dollar iPhone, but 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 your but your son or your daughter don't have a laptop to do their homework on. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Like, where, what priorities. Are your, where are your priorities? And I think that even when you look at how the panic is happening, you go into the stores and people, everybody's buying up toilet paper, toilet paper, toilet. They must paper. be expecting to have a whole lot of diarrhea. What, what can <laughs> what can a toilet paper do for you in a virus? The toilet paper is sold out, but I see all of the vitamin C on the shelf. All the vitamin C, mm-hmm. the golden seal, and echinacea. He's on the shelf. <laughs> like, <laughs> our know, mindset. We it, got yeah, mis- I, misinformation, brothers. Look, man, I was talking <laughs> I was talking to a, a guy yesterday. We you know, I went to the store early. I went there I went I went to seven o'clock at seven seven AM. There wasn't a single roll of toilet tissue in this large chain store. Not one row. I say, what are these people expecting? Dysentery? I mean, they. I mean, what? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, the mindset. I, I can understand the, hand sanitizer. In fact, uh, I can I can understand hand sanitizer, water, face mask. And they things. had to put up a sign in Target to say only one pack of toilet tissue per 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 customer. I mean, there's a brother on Facebook asking on Facebook, posted, "Can I borrow a roll of toilet paper <laughs> <laughs> today?" You know, just for. Comic relief, you know, and I, I did. I hesitated, but I said, you know, well, brother, you know, get a newspaper. But. Yeah, get a yeah. news. I mean, <laughs> you know, you know go, go go use some leaves and what? Right, when Spanish you go, going to survival mode, I mean, it's multiple things that you can do for stuff like that. You know, you know, I mean, I just don't get the mindset of people in these type of conditions. This is why we need better education, and even when you talk about the free lunch. I mean that's important. That was the importance of one of the things that the Black Panther Party did. You know, we need organizations right now for people in our community that depend on this type of food to to offer them some type of alternative during this yeah. hardship. And you and and the other thing that's really critical. That's really 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 critical. If you go take this test and they say you got it, you were quarantined for fourteen days. Do you right now have enough? supplies in your house particularly food water to last for 14 days do you have do you have enough right now because you because you will be quarantined i mean this is this is a common you know i have been saving water ever since the flint the flint water crisis (laughs) i got jugs and jugs right i mean because you just you just don't you just don't know. I mean, you know what 
what is going to happen. So I mean, you 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 have you have to prepare for these things, and you got to think logically. I mean, don't go don't go in there buying like fifty rolls of toilet tissue. You can't eat it, and you can't drink it. And, and speaking of water, in Union County, it was the E. coli outbreak in the water. Yeah. So that's one of the worst things that can happen at this time when you got to worry about boiling all of your water. As a result of an animal being lodged in the, in the water system, they have closed the schools in Union County. Yeah. But let me just say this, since we, brought, since we brought up the topic of bioweapons, I just want to remind people historically the most deadly bioweapon this world has seen so far and Corona may exceed this, but the most deadly bioweapon the world has seen so far was the germ-laden bodies of Europeans who invaded the Caribbean and the so-called Americas beginning with the disaster of 1492. Mm. By 1600, these weapons of mass destruction had killed an estimated 56 million indigenous people. They killed so many people that it caused the temperature on the earth to decline because land because the land was be, become coming barren they weren't they weren't growing uh things that uh could uh you know could uh, give off oxygen you know absorb carbon dioxide and give off oxygen so because the temperature of the earth actually cooled and so i mean so you know this 56 million people i mean so if it is another bioweapon, I mean, it's, it's, it's the long history of European destruction, uh, you know, most recently beginning with the, with the, uh, the disaster of 1492, but you really could go back to uh, the Battle of Surtur, 1415, when Prince Henry the Navigator defeated the Moors, and then, of course, um, Henry sending his uh, uh, navy to uh, West Africa, and which began the uh, enslavement of Africans first to Europe, uh, and then after uh, Columbus, then you know, uh, you know, to the Americas. You know, once the uh, they saw the the rapid decimation of the of the Native uh, American population. So that's just a historical perspective. Uh, one other thing that uh, uh, that happened. Uh, this week, uh, I, I just thought it was a brilliant. I thought it was just great to see uh, the family of Nathaniel Woods confronting the white supremacist governor of Alabama face to face, face to face. Woods' uh, sister Pamela Pamela Woods uh, said she wants uh, Ivy K. Ivy, the governor of Alabama. Uh, George Wallace clone, uh, Ross Barnett clone, Lester Maddox clone, or whatever. She wants Abbott to abolish the death penalty. She said that that any cases involving police officers should be investigated by the FBI, not the police department, for which they work. She said this is about these cops. We talked about this last week because you know we had we it was suspicious that these cops would run up in this drug house like this. She said these were dirty cops. Everyone in Inslee knows this. Everyone knows this. So why execute an innocent man? She said that Ivy and the Alabama Attorney General, Steve Marshall, who uh, sent a statement condemning Nathaniel Woods prior to his execution, are murderers. 
and they need to be executed. She confronted Abby face to face. Abby was standing there like she was about to have a heart attack. Her aides had to grab her and pull her away. This sister was in her face. In her face. And so, I mean, I think it's just I think it's great that uh that that, that people are standing up fighting uh because you know, you got you you got a white supremacist that killed four black girls who will be eligible eligible for parole. If he lives, um, where's Christopher Scarver? Can we send him down there to Alabama? I mean, you know, the guy that took out Jeffrey Dahmer. I mean, really. Uh, did, so it's great that they're continuing the struggle because everybody sees that this was a, this was a clear uh, act of, of injustice, and it's the way the white supremacy dynamic operates. Mm-hmm. In our Conclusion, clearly, part of an ancient scroll, beware of the European murderer. Shun him, drive him back to his Caucasus lair. He, among all God's primates, kills for sport, lust, greed. He is the harbinger of death. This is the African liberation Yeah, let me just put that I, you you triggered you know what I read in in, in Amos Wilson, John eight forty four. The father you spring from is the devil, and willingly you carry out his evil wishes. You brought death to man from the beginning. The truth is not in him. Never has been. Never will be. This is the African Liberation Media. Bibi Power or the lack of power. I want to repeat this. Power or the lack of power. If your education in this institution is not about gaining real power, not jobs, because your jobs do not represent power. Not getting elected, that does not represent power either. Uh, buying your houses and fine clothes does not represent power either. If it is not about real power, you are being miseducated and misled, and you will die educated and misled. If your study of black history is merely an exercise in feeling good about yourself, then you will die feeling good. The study of history then must be more than the pumping up of your self-esteem and the bumping up of your pride. Those things are important, but ultimately those things are not the means by which we will save ourselves as people in this world.